You are listening to the podcast Water X Future, presented by Aquaporin. We are Mette Mølgaard and Josefine Aude-Ras, and we are your hosts in this podcast series. Maybe you haven't heard about Aquaporin, but it's a water technology company based in Denmark, and it's dedicated to natural water treatment. Aquaporin works to preserve one of our most valued resources, water, by combining advanced engineering, biotechnology, and aquaporin proteins. In this podcast, we talk about water and all the opportunities and dilemmas it contains, technologies rooted in nature, the purpose of innovation, and the spectrum between science and humans. Last time, we talked about biomimicry, which is learning from nature and taking those lessons and applying them to solve our problems. In this episode, we're going to change our focus a little bit. From talking about the different water dilemmas and solutions, we're going in a more creative direction now, diving into the taste of water with an alternative view on the important liquid. To get into this whole aspect of water tasting, we speak with Melin Patel, who is a water technologist and a water sommelier at the company Fine Liquids, an international distributor of natural fine waters and a community for water enthusiasts. Melin Patel is a passionate water sommelier and perceives water in a unique way and continually values Mother Earth for one of the greatest gifts she has provided us with, water. Welcome. So what is water? And can you really taste the difference between water coming from different places? Some would say yes. Water sommelier Melin Patel has always been interested in bridging the gap between bottled, natural sourced water and water technology. That is also how we came into contact with the company Aquaporin and their water filtration technologies. And he has been keen on adding Aquaporin's water purifiers to fine liquids portfolio. Because we're all dependent on clean drinking water. He has vowed his life to advocate for safe and clean drinking water and puts an honor into teaching people how to respect and appreciate water. In this episode, we speak with Melin Patel from Fine Liquids about his passion for water and we focus on the taste of water because how does water actually taste? There are several components that can influence the taste of water such as calcium, magnesium and iron They affect the taste and complexity of water. Milan has a water preference for when he's eating red meat, another one for fish, and a third one for chicken, in the same way as most of us prefer a specific wine with our meals. According to Milan, each natural source of water is unique in character and taste. Let's hear more about his passion for water and what it really is to him. Hi, Milin. Thank you for taking your time to talk to us today. I have been looking very much forward to this interview because it's very different from the ones we've done in our earlier episodes. Before we go to the water tasting, let's talk about you and your passion for water. Will you start by introducing yourself? Yes, of course. Um, my name is Milin Patel. I'm based in London and I am a water technologist, water consultant, water sommelier, Just that guy that's passionate about water and creating drinking water lifestyles and taking note of water as part of a lifestyle, not hydration requirements. So um, that's what I do. 
and uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it loads. And why do you enjoy it? And why are you so passionate about water? I guess it started from a young age, you know, um, the interaction of, um, with water that I had, um, especially where I live here in London, and then having the opportunity to move out to the States in California and Florida. So I was always fascinated about the environment, water. I was very fortunate to live in California and understand the scarcity of water in Southern California, and then had the opportunity to move to Florida at high school level and really understand um, the water cycle and the Florida Everglades and what environmental agricultural pollution would do. And that just there really just sparked the interest in water. And this is what, this is the career that I wanted to be in. And there was so much more that you could learn about because we still, still to this day, do not understand water to its full potential. So that element of continuously learning and evolving with water was very, very interesting to me. And what is the most fascinating with water? The fascinating thing about water, yes, it brings life, but for me, it's everyday learning new ways of celebrating water, manipulating water for, if it's for an industrial use, if it's for a hospital, or if it's just enjoying water with loved ones. I think we as society, as a culture, could definitely embrace water a bit more and give it its value that it definitely deserves. And you work as a water sommelier. Maybe many have probably heard of a wine sommelier, but a water sommelier, what is this? What do you actually do? The water sommelier, the sommelier term has definitely been coined from the wine sommelier. And I do find this a bit, you know, um, a bit uncomfortable with the term because it gives reference to wine and it may be, oh, individuals might be a bit snobby about it. But what I do as a sommelier water sommelier is elevate drinking water from natural sources exactly how we do with wine you know if it's a beautiful wine from the Rioja region we celebrate the journey of the wine from the vineyards to pressing the grapes to making the wine itself but mother nature actually provides us with us with like natural springs from all around the world And Mother Nature allows the water to run through the geology, the strata of the local ecosystem. And this is what gives water its taste, its flavor, its uniqueness. And I think why I've become the water sommelier is there's so much fairy tale to it when you're describing these natural waters. And I'll tell you something, I find it very difficult to describe a fairy tale of a drink made in a factory. I struggle. There might be others out there that can. But when you're talking about Mother Nature and its natural essence of providing this beautiful gift of one, hydration, but two, taking it to another level with, if it's fine dining, with food to celebrate with, or even if we were to take a, a real big step back, prior to pharmaceutical drugs and pharmacies, it's in history, individuals would go to the natural springs to be better, a lot healthier. And this is the fascination of it was not inventing anything new, but it's just taking a step back and really giving it water it's um, deserved, you know, highlighting it for everyone to learn. And how do you actually become a water sommelier? Is there an education for it? Yeah, so there, uh, worldwide, there are a number of academies that you can join. There's one in Germany, there's one that you may do online with the Fine Water Academy. And this definitely gives you a stepping stone on how to present water, discover 
the taste, how to serve water. And it's very, very similar to how we do with fine spirits and fine wines. It is taking that element, but applying this to water. I, I would definitely encourage individuals to try this because you will discover something new. And the beauty of it is that you will look at water in a different way and share that experience with your loved ones, friends. And the word about this drinking water culture will spread. And I'm going to say it live right now by doing this and informing others about how wonderful these natural waters are. I believe as a society, we will improve our water resources and take care of what we have on planet Earth. This is what the Sustainable Development Goal 6 is for. Clean water and sanitation, created by the United Nations. By 2030, the United Nations wants to ensure access to safe and affordable drinking water for all. That is also what the company Aquaporin wants to contribute with, by means of their water filters, to purify water to help meet civilization's growing demand for clean water. Yeah, so you're already a bit talking about it, but you're also advocating for safe, clean water. And for that purpose, you have added Aquaporin's water purifiers to fine liquids portfolio. But why is this important for you? As a water sommelier, as part of fine liquids, Mr. Pat Eckhart, the founder of fine liquids based in Heidelberg, Germany, it was very important for us that we are highlighting, say, you know, these bottles from all around the world and we're treating them like wine you know this isn't products for hydration these are products that you enjoy you cherish with loved ones on a dining table celebrating like we discussed what was important um with my background in water consultancy and i've done a lot of research it was a lot of individuals not drinking tap water there are certain areas in the world where tap water may not be um potable and for individuals to safely drink However, there are areas, I would say in London, the tap water is okay to drink, in my opinion. But there are thousands and thousands and thousands that do not. So we decided to put Aquaporin into the range to enable individuals to drink tap water for hydration purposes. Or if they felt like their tap water needed to be filtered, they could um, have this zero unit at the house. One, it does change the taste. Two, it removes chlorine. Three, it provides more confidence in regards to drinking tap water if you feel that that is necessary for your lifestyle, for your family. So as a water sommelier, what I find is, yes, it's a beautiful product and it's beautifully designed. And for me, that that's important. But it also allows me to manipulate the tap water at home. And definitely, I must say, there is a difference in taste, mouthfeel from London Thames water tap water, which, in my opinion, is okay to drink, and I do. However, I'm very fortunate to have the zero unit, and that changes the taste dramatically, and it's very, very pleasing. So I can use the, the two as part of my drinking water lifestyle. We will talk more about the taste of water in a bit, but can you sum up by telling us what water actually means to you? Right there. Water is life. Water is life. Yeah. And this is from Viva Con Agua, a German charity, which is very, I'm, I'm very proud to wear this. And it's all about bringing clean water and sanitation to all. So yeah, simply water is life and I'm here to hydrate the imagination.
So for Melin Patel, understanding water to its full potential and learning and evolving with water is what is really important. Because water brings life. And every day is a new opportunity to learn new ways of celebrating water, manipulating water for industrial use, or simply just enjoying it. We continue our journey into water with a water tasting. Because isn't water just water? Not if you ask Melin, and he's the expert. So let's hear what he has to say about the taste of water. So now we have come to the part that I've been looking very much forward to. As a water sommelier, you do water tastings and we have asked you to do a live tasting with us over Skype as you are in London. So let's get started. What water did you bring? So first of all, before we do taste, um, I have London tap water here. I have filtered zero water. So this is London Thames water filtered via zero. And then I have um, some Eskild, which is a beautiful Danish water. I thought a bit of homage to aquaporin and I would choose a Danish water. But before we start the taste of water, this must be the point of, is this guy really going to sit here and describe the taste of water? Well, I'll tell you something. I will try. Because one thing that I have realized is from when we were young and even my parents and their parents, we have never been educated to describe the taste of water. And that there, I found absolutely baffling. That water was there just as a hydration product. But if you go from all around the world, it could be natural waters or tap waters, they all taste different. So I've done a lot of work with kids, doing water tasting with families and kids. And this is where it really sparked and it hydrated my imagination when I was doing water tasting with kids and their families. Their taste buds have not been adapted or grown or been influenced by fizzy pop drinks, etc. So when I do water tastings, it's the vocabulary that the children or the families would be coming out with that would describe the taste of water. So again, for the audience out there, there is no right or wrong. But I think as a society, as individuals that are very interested in water, we can start creating a vocabulary that describes waters. And that, I think, would be the future, okay? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with uh, tap water. This is at room temperature, so it's straight out of the tap and I've let it go to room temperature. And it's about 18 degrees in my room, okay? So temperature plays a huge influence on okay. the nuances, the taste of water, okay? So cheers. Cheers. Yeah, so unfortunately, I can't taste the water myself because I'm not with you in London, but you are going to guide us through it and try to explain us how the water tastes like. Yeah, so we have the Thames water here. Um, first of all, you do get that hint of chlorine because the water in London is chlorinated. Um, you find the water with a heavy hint of like calcium and magnesium due to the um, chalk layers that are around London. So it's very... I find very heavy on the palate um, and it's got a slight sweetness to it, which I believe is due to the magnesium and calcium. It's, there's nuances in it. You go in this, tasting it that you are trying to discover and the more you do it, the more you'll be amazed. So this is London tap water and I would describe it as chlorine, heavy mouthfeel, but slightly sweet of the aftertaste, okay? So then, okay. We have zero. So this is London tap water, but now filtered through 
the zero unit by aquaporin. The aquaporin filter. Yes. yes. Same again, um, 18 degrees room temperature. And I can just say to the people who listen to this podcast as well, that you drink this water from wine glasses, I would call them, but maybe it's water glasses as well. Or I, I would like to call them water glasses. And the reason yeah. that I drink from a long stem is to give water its value, okay. like you do with wine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nothing special, but hey, why not celebrate? It's <laughs> It keeps us alive and it does so much more. So True. Hence why the um, glasses. So with zero, very, very different in comparison to the uh, London Thames water. It's a lot softer and a lot lighter in taste. 100% that taste of chlorine, that subtle taste of chlorine that was coming through with the London Thames, it's gone. And it's personally, I find this a lot more enjoyable um, than the tap water. But I, hey, I drink the tap water, but it's it's softened the water here so on the palate it's softer but you still get that sweetness from the from the Thames water which is still there so that would be the zero okay and do you normally drink the water from those glasses yes yeah also back home and on a normal day yeah so okay for tap water I will use either a regular pint glass on the go hydration but if I'm opening a natural bottled water, yeah, I will definitely, these two together, 100% on the din dining table, you know, if you're okay. relaxing, watching a bit of Netflix in the evening, then yeah, because it's, it's, it's quite nice to pour it in a nice glass and let the water settle and it's exactly how we treat a fine spirit of wine. And it's nice, it gives it a bit more excitement. And then the last water we have here is a skill from Denmark. This is from the Mosso region. And this water has been traveling for since the last ice age through a lot of quartz, granite, silt. So um, I'm gonna pour a bit. And I don't know if you may be able to see this, but there's a little party trick with this water. If you look closely, I'm going to shake it up and down, okay? You ready? You'll see the water's gone really cloudy. Oh, yeah. Yeah? And that is full of oxygen. So the natural spring this water's from, from where it, when it comes out of the spring, it's not seen daylight for ages, and it's just full of natural oxygen. Okay. Which is pretty cool. And, and it's actually turned... That's fascinating. It's turned it milky from where I can see here. Yeah. So this water has traveled since the last ice age and it's traveled through quartz, clays, and it picks up these beautiful minerals, the TDS, the total dissolved solids in the water. So cheers. I would describe this water as creamy, sweet, soft. It's very quenching around the mouth. It sort of leaves a layer of like it's hydrophilic it coats the mouth in comparison to say the tap water here here it was very heavy and just sort of sitting in the mouth here it really does coat the mouth and if you were to try the two i know we're on zoom but you'll definitely notice and feel the mouthfeel the difference of it so this water is um it has um won a number of awards as well in taste but I thought it would be great just to give a bit of homage to, um, back to um, Denmark with his skill. 
And if I would like to buy this bottle of water, how much would I pay for Iskilde? Yeah, so um, I think you would pay in the region of about three euro, three euro fifty. Okay, for the big bottle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Depending on where the source is from, around around that maximum, say four. Okay, but I imagine you can probably get water bottles as well, which are way more expensive. Or am I wrong? Yes, you uh, you're right. Um, on my uh, water cabinet behind me, there are bottles from Ethiopia. You know, one of the first civilized um, springs of civilization, and then I have a hundred pound or a hundred euro bottles, um, like Svalbardi, um, which cost yes, a hundred pounds. But the beauty of this, it brings that shock value. But then once you start getting involved with the backstory of the waters and where it's from, how it's harvested, and the money that's raised that goes back into polar research. It's, it's a, such a beautiful point on a, on a dinner table. It's not water for hydration. It's water to celebrate, water to enjoy, to discover with friends and family. So, yeah, that that's, you know, I know there's going to be individuals out there, 100 euro, 100 pounds, dollars for water, but, it, but it's done the job. It's sparked that interest for people to talk about. Some may just put it to one side, but then some may get involved and want to learn more. And then you just look at water a bit in a different aspect, in a different scope. And of the three glasses of water you just drank now, which one is your favorite? Which one? I don't have a favorite. My favorite water is water that is wholesome to drink and it's safe and reliable. They are very three different waters. This is for hydration. It sustains me and I'm very lucky to be able to go to the tap in 20 seconds and drink. There's so many individuals in the world that don't have that access. So I would, if you're gonna put me on the question, I'll say it's London tap water. Yeah, because that's straight from the tap and I'm privileged to have that. But I would say zero for what it does. It encourages the flavor, the taste to be more preferable for my palate and also I enjoy tea, being very British. <laughs> I enjoy tea, so where it reduces the TDS level in the water, it makes the teas and coffees more enjoyable. And one thing I've noted is we're all into beautiful teas and beautiful coffees, which are kind of pricey. So why not use the right type of water when you brew? And this here with Zero definitely makes a difference. It brings out the flavors of the coffees and the teas. I find with the London tap water, due to the higher TDS level, it really um, reduces the flavor. And then for a skilder, this is just like, I've just opened a nice bottle of wine, simple. Hey, and you don't drink wine every day. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so now I've done wine tastings and beer tastings, and I almost did a water tasting, even though I didn't taste it myself, but I felt like I was part of it through your descriptions. Could I just um, add something onto your yep. wine and beer tasting? So at Fine Liquids, we actually pair natural waters with wines. And I think Zero would be an absolutely ideal cleanser when you're going through the range or the, um, the portfolio of wines that you're tasting. But then also I would find Zero... Um, very good with white wines, sweet white wines. Taking a sip of wine, 
and then with zero because it removes the taste of the chlorine, any harshness of the elevated TDS. And this here, you'll be amazed. The, the flavor profiles that it helps. And it's the same with beer. At Fine Liquids, we do beer and water tastings, wine and water tastings. And it's the beauty of it is you stay in the moment, you stay hydrated, and you don't go, you don't go home drunk or wake up, wake up in the morning with a hangover. That's true. There are many benefits with uh, water tastings. How often do you do a water tasting and who, who is interested in it? Especially during the lockdown uh, period, we've done a number of water tastings, private water tastings with families. And these are the ones that I enjoy the most because the kids are really fascinated. And I have the parents email me after going, wow, my children don't want to drink fizzy pop anymore. They're so fascinated by the waters because we're describing the waters from volcanic regions or, you know, five kilometers from under a mountain or a rainforest, you know, that there's that fairy tale element of the waters. And um, also what we do is as part of the fine liquids community, and anyone's welcome to join once a month, we will choose a natural water and we will grade it on taste, design, environmental credentials, which is very important, packaging and um, the media content, what does their media present? And we always mark highly on the media content where they engage the individual with the source. You know, this isn't bulk water like the Coca-Colas, the Nestle's of this world. These are individuals that care, caress for the spring and try to deliver a natural water for individuals to enjoy and just hydrate your imagination. Million, it's been very interesting. We've talked a lot about water and I learned a lot. What is the most important thing you want us to know about water here as the last comment? Be mindful with water, respect it, and think of ways that you as an individual, your families, your friends, your community can do to use water wisely and celebrate water and find ways of creating a better lifestyle with water if it's from drinking. You know, don't look at water as just a hydration product. It's more than that. You can really sense the different flavors Milin Patel is describing in the different types of water. We've never really learned how to describe the taste, so we need a vocabulary for it. And generally, water keeps us alive, so why not celebrate it? Perhaps it's time to do more water tasting, trying to describe the different flavors. Which words would we use? And what is our favorite water? Should it be soft or perhaps more aromatic? This was the sixth episode of the podcast series Water X Future, presented by Aquaporin. In our next episode, we're going to dive into the interface between art and science and how to build a bridge between the two. This is Aquaporin's primer initiative. We will visit the art museum Kunsthalle Charlottenborg in Copenhagen, where they are experimenting with science, art and history. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back soon. 